Welcome to the podcast, Restore Yourself, Restore Your Marriage, where it's all about discovering the thoughts that get you in the mood, the thoughts that get you out of the mood, and how creating a deeper connection with yourself creates a deeper connection with your spouse. I'm your coach, Shelly Anderson, coaching you through life, love, and intimacy. This is episode number 51, Happy Podcast Anniversary. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. And yes, I did make up the word for today's episode, and it's going to be a little bit different in that we are going to be focusing on celebrating the one-year anniversary of this podcast, Restore Yourself, Restore Your Marriage. And I honestly can't believe that it's already been a year. So I remember when Mother's Day was approaching in 2020, knowing that I was about to launch this podcast. I knew I wanted to start a podcast and that I wanted the start of it to be a gift that I gave to myself. And as I was putting it all together, I remember wondering what the one-year mark would actually look like. Back then, I wondered, do I really have what it takes? Will people really listen? Will anyone actually benefit from this? Will I still enjoy it after 12 months of doing it? Will I get burnt out? So many questions were running through my mind. I wondered how I would celebrate. I wondered what I would share about the journey. And I wondered what lessons I would learn and if they would all be worth it. So today we are going to take a closer look at a few of those things and see how it all applies to marriage and intimacy. So to start off, the first lesson I learned is that working on marriage and intimacy in whatever form takes commitment. I had heard from the teachers in my podcasting class that I took about one and a half years ago that a lot of podcasts don't even make it through the first year. And now I can totally understand why. It takes a huge amount of commitment. Now, this podcast wouldn't be the same if we didn't start off with at least looking at the definition of this awesome word. So, commitment can be defined as the state or quality of being dedicated to a cause or activity, an engagement that restricts freedom of action, a pledge to do something in the future, the state of being emotionally impelled or obligated to do something, a promise to do or give something, a promise to be loyal to someone or to something, and the attitude of someone who works very hard to do or to support something. Now, when a person commits to do something, they decide to carry that into action on purpose. There's also some degree of vulnerability in the process, revealing some personal insight through, for me, my own experiences, as well as personal stories that relate to the specific life coaching principles 
that I happen to share on the podcast. But in doing this, the level of commitment is intended to help build trust with anyone who is willing to put in the time to listen. So when a person commits to listening to this podcast with any type of regularity, they too are committing not only to themselves, but also to their marriage. They are committing to learning more, to becoming more, to being challenged more, and to develop higher thinking skills and having their own personal experiences with them. And I applaud anyone who has committed to listen to this podcast on a regular basis because you are truly challenging yourself to be engaged and to start to trust in a technique that may be new for you and maybe even uncomfortable. And at the same time, to let go of past ways that have not served you well. And when a person commits to listening to the podcast, they are actually making a huge decision. A decision that sends the message about how much they value their marriage and that they are willing to use some of the life coaching skills and strategies in their own lives and relationships with the particular purpose of trying to improve things as a whole, even if it's just one drop at a time. When you commit to listening every week, you are showing your commitment to the importance of marriage and intimacy and to the importance of showing up for the hard stuff. Commitment takes grit. And I think that my listeners have got some true grit. Now, my commitment to this podcast is to stay true to its main purpose and to make sure that I continue to teach real life coaching principles and not just give random advice that doesn't follow a strict strategic model. I also try to stay committed to the idea that While intimacy can be a difficult topic, it can be done in a way that doesn't tell people to do things that go against their beliefs and their values. Now, this is so important, not only for me as a life coach, but for everyone who listens or who may be struggling and are hesitant to get more help because of this fear. Now, a commitment was defined as an engagement that restricts freedom of action. Now, this might sound like it's something quite negative, but this definition is just a neutral fact. It's completely neutral. And how I feel about this restriction of action will all be based on how I think about it. Yes, we are talking about thoughts. While I am in the process of creating an episode, a certain amount of time is required for me to organize my thoughts, write things out in a way that's clear, record it all, and then go through the editing process. So yes, it's totally true that while I am in the process of doing these things for the podcast, I have chosen to have the freedom of doing other things during that time restricted, 
so that I can accomplish what I have set out to do. This fact of commitment is not one that makes me feel limited or held back in any way at all. In fact, I often feel like I am less limited the more I do the life coaching work that is involved in creating a podcast episode. There's no doubt that there have been many late nights and that sometimes the words don't come out as easily or as quickly as I had hoped they would, but the creative aspect of being able to decide which topics to cover and how to pull it all together is totally worth it. Committing myself to creating this podcast every week is hard work, but it's work that is totally awesome and fun at the same time. I also find that one of the definitions of commitment about pledging to do something in the future is an important concept of committing ourselves wholeheartedly to something. I never knew how people would respond to what I was doing or how I hoped it would continue to help them in their future. I knew that some people really loved podcasts and looked forward to listening to certain ones every week. And I knew that if I really wanted to help people on a consistent and meaningful basis, they would have to be able to trust in my commitment to showing up consistently. Now, I have to admit that I have missed a week or two here and there, but I try my best to not let it ever become a habit or a reoccurring theme. I fully intend to continue on with this podcast for years to come. And I have to say, it has been totally amazing when someone says something to me from a previous podcast episode, and it usually catches me completely off guard. And sometimes I find that my mind goes scrambling for which episode they were referring to. But I have come to realize that as they are listening, they are getting to know me better and starting to trust me more. And that through each episode, we are developing a type of relationship, a process which I consider in and of itself as one that is starting to become more familiar with one another and even more intimate. When someone asks me if the dress I'm wearing at church one day is the one I talked about in one of the episodes, it makes me feel deeply connected to them. And I can't really say that I ever imagined or even expected such a personal and beautiful bond to form from this or in this particular way. What an awesome blessing to come from starting this podcast. I love finding out what resonated with you, what stood out to you, what made you laugh, what new questions came up for you, what challenged you, and what helped you. It really does reach the depths of my soul. This deep dedication and commitment to the cause of marriage and intimacy is the driving force behind it all. I totally believe in marriage with all of the crap that comes along with it. I'm guessing that everyone listening today is also just as dedicated and committed to their marriage, even if you are currently experiencing a lot of the crap that comes with it. 
I love that commitment to marriage is related to being dedicated to marriage and devoted to it. Such wonderful synonyms are related to these words, such as loyal, constant, faithful and good, steadfast, true, steady, devout, fast, and even zealous. I want to be all of these things when it comes to my marriage. I want to be able to be going through the hard times and still fully loyal and fast to be devout and steadfast and true all at the same time. I know that as we continue to stay committed to challenging our thoughts, and especially the ones that are not beneficial for our feelings towards our spouse and intimacy, we will continue to make progress, real progress, even if it's one little drop at a time. And that's good enough, and it's a fabulous start. And this brings me to the second lesson I have learned from starting this podcast, and that is being anxiously engaged in a good cause feels amazing. This actually seems to take away a lot of the anxiety that comes from the everyday craziness of today's world. Using our creativity to contribute to the world in a positive way is too often underutilized, but we cannot underestimate the power of this and the pure joy that comes from doing this. Being creative invites us to be unique and to participate and contribute to the world in a way that only we can do. No one else in the entire universe is built the exact same way that we are, with the exact same experiences, circumstances, thoughts, feelings, decisions, actions, and results. So our perspective will be unique and we can use our talents and creativity to be a force for good. I absolutely love the idea of using creativity in our marriage and with different types of intimacy that we can experience in our marriage. Why be boring? Why not let our artistic side out when it comes to creating dates? Why not let our playful side Create something fun when it comes to managing angry emotions. I recently added a new coping skill to my toolbox that my kids are now begging me to put away, but it's one that literally makes me laugh out loud and brings me a great deal of satisfaction. When I start to feel frustration, I quickly start doing the running man. I start off small, but then this classic dance move, takes on a life of its own as I laugh and laugh as the moves get bigger and more obnoxious. I mean, who would have thought that doing the running man could be so effective? Now that is creativity at its finest. But the key to spending some of our time being creative is not to add another thing to our to-do list or to feel pressure or to feel like there is some sort of competition. It's to tap into a side of ourselves that longs to be ignited, that is deeply a part of our divine creation and is meant to be called upon to add something awesome to our lives in a way that is hard to measure. And when we create 
to be able to add something wonderful and positive to the world, we can feel pure joy. Imagine the good we can do in our marriage if we started to unleash this side of ourselves more often. I think we would all be amazed. And being creative is so much more fulfilling and fun and lasting than spending time on things that don't matter as much and that superficially make us feel like we are being creative. Creating a podcast from scratch showed me that I can create all kinds of things from scratch, even in my marriage and even in how I experience intimacy. Creativity can be a beautiful and enriching part of it all. Now, the third lesson I have learned over the last year since starting this podcast is that when the hard stuff does come, it doesn't mean that something has gone wrong. In fact, it often means that things are going exactly right. There have been several times when I was trying to write a certain episode where it just wasn't coming together like I had hoped. And I would wonder if it would be worth the effort to continue to work through it and if it even made a difference at all. There have been times when things went totally skiwampus with the recording process or the editing software that would sometimes make me question if I was really doing the right thing or if doing the podcast was just all a bad idea. And this is just like marriage as well. Hard times come, disagreements come, Different opinions come. Children don't do what we want them to do. Extended families sometimes don't do what we want them to do. And heck, let's be real. Our spouse doesn't do what we want them to. Am I right? Marriage will face all kinds of situations. And yes, marriage is hard. Intimacy is hard. And it's totally supposed to be that way. Nothing has gone wrong when things get hard. In fact, if there is one very practical and wise expectation that we should have for marriage, it's that we should expect marriage to be about 50-50 with the types of experiences we have. 50% of our experiences being good and 50% being hard, challenging, or negative experiences. If we've been in a pretty good place in our marriage for a while and then start hitting a lot of road bumps, we will feel so much better about things if we can simply think, oh yeah, this is one of those times in our marriage where it's going to be a little more challenging. Yep, there it is. Hello, hard times. I can see that you have shown up today. I know that this is totally normal, but I am curious as to how long you will be staying this time. This type of mindset and thinking is so different than if we think things should be going well most of the time if we were really meant to be, or if our spouse really loved us. Going into marriage with this 50-50 expectation can give us assurance that everything is actually going just as it should be in our marriage. And it can also give us the confidence that we are totally on the right track. This can be powerful stuff. When we don't see the marriage as being wrong when hard times show up, 
we can enter into problem-solving mode much more level-headed and we'll probably be able to access the logical problem-solving side of our brain much easier. But the same 50-50 principle can be applied to intimacy as well, without us having to feel like everything is a mess and that our spouse is just oblivious or that we are missing out on something far better. When intimacy is a challenge, we can have the mindset of, yep, I am for sure not in the mood right now, and that is totally normal. But I wonder if I could be. Is that possible? I wonder what I could do to change my mood just one little bit. What could I create right now that helps me feel just a little more connected to myself and to my mood and to my body or even to my spouse? Again, these types of questions and thoughts are far more powerful than just thinking about not being in the mood. This is a very compassionate way to communicate with ourselves. We don't have to deny what we are feeling ever, but we also don't have to remain feeling those feelings, especially if we have a true desire to work on them. If you are facing hard and challenging times in your marriage, congratulate yourselves because this is totally normal. This means your marriage is experiencing exactly what it is meant to experience. We have to stop believing that something has gone terribly wrong when the hard times come. Hard times are the perfect time to tune in and skill up. Hard times can make you more skilled if you allow them to. We don't need our spouse to always speak softly because we can bring the softness to any conversation we are having. We don't need our spouse to always agree with our ideas because we can bring agreement to many differing ideas. We don't need our spouse to follow all of our plans so that we can feel assured that things will go well because we can bring assurance that we will always be able to figure things out. When we expect that our marriage will be 50-50, we can be a little more relaxed knowing that we have the capability to bring whatever elements may be missing at that time if we so desire to. We don't need anything outside of ourselves. We have all those capabilities within ourselves, and they are available for us to access through our thoughts and creativity. In conclusion, I just want to express a deep and heartfelt thank you to each and every one of you for taking the time to listen and for trying to improve yourself and your marriage. The world is in need of strong marriages, and this can be a fabulous starting point. Please be confident that the life coaching concepts I share with you each week really do work. When we are feeling miserable because our spouse did not meet some expectation we had in our mind, life coaching can help. 
When we get bent all out of shape because we wanted our spouse to do something very specific to help create the mood for the evening, life coaching can help. When we are mad that our spouse said this one thing or did that other thing, life coaching can totally help. Our Heavenly Father created us with brains, and He intended for us to use them. Life coaching helps us flex those mental muscles, and in all reality, helps us with our mental health. It really is so sad that mental health is often overlooked and even neglected, and sometimes even looked down on, until the lack of it takes its toll and we are suffering far more than is necessary. Life coaching is a form of self-respect and also a form of self-care, and it can help establish wellness, wholeness, and balance. It's like mental medicine. It pinpoints the thoughts that are causing our suffering, and it gives us some skills to help bring relief. We can be so thankful and appreciative that Heavenly Father gave us the capacity to think and reason and question and challenge and discover and to make wise decisions for ourselves. The type of thinking that takes place when we start on the journey of life coaching and the level of meaningfulness that we can experience from it can be one of the most valuable things we can do for our spiritual growth. With the world heading in the direction it is, we cannot leave our thinking patterns to continue on in its unintentional ways. We need to be intentional and we need to be deliberate and we need to think certain thoughts on purpose. This is the exciting work that we get to experience through life coaching. Thank you again so much for your support and for your devotion to improving your marriage and intimacy. You won't regret the time that you put into this. All of the lessons I've learned have been totally worth it for me. And I know the lessons you learn will be totally worth it for you as well. I think I am going to celebrate tonight by eating some Ben and Jerry's later on. I am also really looking forward to what the next year of podcasts will bring, what funny stories we'll share, and what insights we'll gain. A lot of fun stuff will be coming up in the future, and it will be exciting to share it together. This next week, let's see how we can increase our commitment to improving our marriage and intimacy and spend just a little bit of our free time engaged in something fun and creative and to start to expect marriage to be 50-50. Because remember, the more you restore that type of intimacy with yourself, the more you restore it with your spouse. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you will join me again next week.